Okay, so... <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> like More like half a year. Has, longer. I think it might be longer than that. I don't want to dwell on how long it's been since we've updated or posted on the podcast feed, but we're hoping to get back into it. Nothing super, like, committal. Right. <laughs> Just occasional episodes dropping in your feeds. Fun stuff. Van stuff, but this is going to be the life part of the Life and Van podcast. Um, we're so stoked. I'm not sure how many of you are Reddit fans, we are. We are a Reddit household. Um, I'm I'm on <laughs> well, and off. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have been browsing some really funny subreddits that we just thought it'd be hilarious to read some of the posts within them and then, like, kind of have conversations about it. Um, so this is the official welcome back. Welcome back to the Life and Van podcast. I'm Chris. And I am Taylor. Um, he's the quiet one. <laughs> and I mean? I'm very loud. You, oh my God, the one comment we get so much is, Taylor's so quiet. Taylor's so quiet. Turn up the volume. <laughs> so quiet. <laughs> I I purposely will move the mic like an inch away from your head and I'll be on the other side of the room and we'll be at the same volume. <laughs> yeah, your voice definitely projects okay relax farther than mine you need to relax so <laughs> i didn't like how that sounded <laughs> um so uh without further ado yes let's get into it we're starting off uh this episode with a subreddit that we've been lurking through for some some time. Um, and we were kind of just like browsing a couple different posts. Taylor was, I guess, tonight. You were you kind of came across a few and um and then we just were like, you know what, we should just record an episode because this is so funny. We were having yeah. such interesting discussions. Um and I wish we had recorded the two that we had already done, because I think they were quite funny and interesting because i think you would pick them specifically to see what i would think because we have very different personalities yeah. um so how you would react might not be the same way that i would approach the situation so that's why we're really excited because we're just such opposites in terms of how we possibly approach uh situations so i am so stoked do you have one ready to go I do. We should probably introduce the subreddit. So it's called. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called "Am I the Asshole?" I just realized I did all that prepping and talking about <laughs> this, like, <laughs> yeah, page without even <laughs> without saying which one it was. Yeah. Am I the asshole? Yeah. So it's called "Am I the Asshole?" And the the idea it's quite simple is someone will describe some event in their life that has occurred, and then everyone in the comments will. Um, there's like different acronyms for like what they think. So I think YTA is you're the asshole. Uh, NTA is not the asshole. ESH is uh, everyone's the asshole. Everyone sucks. Everyone sucks here. Everyone sucks here. Everyone sucks here. Which uh, I just want to use that in my life. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to use that acronym <laughs> in my real life. <laughs> yeah. Or people will like ask for more info, but it's really interesting to see everybody's different takes on Yeah. Like, most spicy people situations. most people I feel are are on the same page. Like there aren't too many people that will differ but for the ones that do it makes for some spicy comments and yeah. and good points honestly i think there are some times where maybe i'm like really leaning towards one opinion and i read some comments and i think you know what <laughs> that's so true yeah um no i want to hear yours i'm excited to hear what you've uh what you've picked so i purposely picked one where uh it was kind of agreed upon that everyone sucks okay Okay. Um, just so that we could have a bit of different opinions. On right. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, um, I think that's good. Yeah. If, if one, if it's leaning to one side. Yeah. Then I feel like you, you kind no of fun. know. Yeah. You There's kind not of. much discussion. No, you kind of just like, wow, no, everyone's the asshole. <laughs> or yeah. like the, this person is definitely the asshole or not the asshole. All yeah. right. I'm excited. Go. All right. So am I the asshole telling the truth in the wedding toast? Ooh. All right. So. I'm a 30-year-old male, and my best friend got married last week. I just bought a house, and my wife is expecting our son in November, so I let him know I was limited in what I could contribute financially, but did tell him I would try my best. So I went to the bachelor party in Maine. I rented the tux and paid for mine and my wife's dinner at the rehearsal dinner. I also had a gift of $300 that I was going to give them, but we will get to why I didn't give it to them. His now wife, then fiance, texted me multiple times a day with updates. Fine. I didn't always respond, and it got to the point where if I didn't respond at least once a day, I'd get a call from my buddy. I have a full-time job, and I'm redoing some rooms in my house, so I'm busy. She texted me for the following reasons. My wife was not allowed to talk about our pregnancy at all. She didn't want anyone to focus on that, on that more than her, the bride. She was not going to order special food for my wife. No one asked her to. My wife was fine with whatever she was going to be served. I was not helping the groom enough. He had to help her with favors, uh, seating charts and programs, so I had to help him with those things, according to her. She also said to get ready to help with thank you notes after the wedding. She said if I was a true best man, I would offer to pay the bar bill. I don't even know what that means. She had to read and approve my speech before the rehearsal dinner, and wanted to be included as much as my buddy. She told me to make up things if I had to. I was also not allowed to include anybody but the two of them, and no inside jokes or stories about my buddy that didn't include her. Her last text said to tell my wife to keep it together and not make a pregnancy scene during the wedding. Also, she wanted her to choose a dress that downplayed her pregnancy as much as possible. I was just so aggravated. I spoke to my friend to see if he could reason with her. He told me to just play ball on this one. It's her day and to cut him a break because he'd be dealing with her nonsense for the rest of his life. I was annoyed, but calmed down. Whew. A little bit more. The day of, all the bride and my buddy do is scold me, berate me, and bark orders. I head down to the bar for the drink. For the a drink. <laughs> There's a typo. I head down to the bar for a drink. The bride's mother is there and warns me not to get drunk because I've ruined her daughter's day enough. Final straw. I didn't give them the card with the cash, and in the speech, I used my friend's exact wording about having to deal with her nonsense for the rest of his life. I wished them the best and told them I'd always be there for him, especially during the divorce. Am I the asshole? 
Oh my god. Oh. Yikes. Okay, can I be honest? Leading up, to, like, just before the toast, I was like, this chick is nuts. Yeah. And the guy is just feeding into that. Like, the fiancé, just totally enabling her. Yeah. Everything she said about the best man and his wife, like, downplaying her pregnancy yeah. is nuts. That screams to me, I'm insecure. I'm insecure. You just existing at my wedding and being pregnant at my wedding is, like, going to ruin my day. But the fact that at the wedding, it was the bride's mom, right? That had mm -hmm. the audacity to say, don't get drunk. You've already ruined my daughter's day enough. I honestly probably wouldn't have even stayed at that point. I've yeah. never been to a wedding other than my mom's um, wedding when I was like eight. I haven't been to a wedding since. So I don't really know, like, our friend Kayla is, like, well, used to be, like, um, an event planner. And she definitely knows, like, wedding etiquette. And there was a lot of things that I learned from her that I wouldn't have known prior. Like, kind of what the appropriate things to do. I would fucking leave. I would grab my shit and leave so quickly from... I, I don't even think I would have gone. Like, leading up with all those comments being made, like... You're a very easygoing guy, but let's say like my homegirl was like messaging me stuff like that. I just wouldn't have the patience. I just would be like, oh my God, you are being so ridiculous. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you think you're that special that you get to treat everyone around you like that? But <laughs> I don't condone him reacting the way that he did yeah so that's where it gets interesting obviously i feel like everybody's gonna agree that the the bride was in the wrong totally she was totally out of place until until the toast yeah so why do you think he was out of place with the toast i just you know, again, we had a conversation earlier from one of the other uh, posts that we had read in the Am I the Asshole? And we condoned, I think, you know, the feelings of this, this is nuts and like I shouldn't be treated this way. And like we totally, totally, totally agreed with that. But once you take it to that retaliation and reacting in a way that is just so unnecessary like have those private conversations you know like if you felt like you were being disrespected i wouldn't have then gone up on stage and been like fuck you fuck your wife and i'll be here for the divorce <laughs> i i don't think he said like fuck you fuck your wife no i think this situation is a little different because he like the bride was actively being very shitty toward him. Yeah. Whereas in the other situation, it was more of like a. Yeah. What the one that we were reading earlier that we yeah. didn't record was. Yeah. It was definitely like a, it was a different situation, but still like this is very much. And again, I, I can be petty. 
I can be petty and I can do things sometimes that just like aren't necessary. And I, I've done a lot of growth. Okay, I've grown a lot. I honestly don't think, I don't know. I, I just see that as you're, you're uh, like reacting based yeah. on emotions and well it's it's quite reactionary but at the same time they shouldn't be able to get away with that like they no. sh- they should be called out totally i do agree i just again time and place time and place like i would have allowed them to do whatever or i would have even pulled them aside and been like and you are being so unbelievable and if this doesn't change, my wife and I are leaving. Like, that is how right. unbelievable you're being. We want that's, to leave. That's definitely the mature way to go about <laughs> right. it. Right. I guess the question is, like, you know, obviously he didn't handle it in the most mature, stoic way possible. Right. But are we but, considering that, like, lower than what they were doing to him? Like, are we are we, no, are no, we no, no, no. shifting blame? Like... We're not shifting blame, but we should consider like like what would you do in that situation like put yourself in his shoes right oh my god yeah but then that's what i'm saying like i still again petty as hell and i've done some other things like i chased literal children in my van when they were throwing rocks at it and i hunted them down and i could only imagine how that looked from like other people's <laughs> from I, i'm not proud of it but don't throw rocks at my van it's expensive i'm still paying for it but i just still don't think i would go up on stage i don't necessarily think that's a bad like what he did was awful though i mean no. <laughs> i kind of think if you're at your wits end and knowing and now I'm even thinking about, like, again, the stuff that he was saying about, or the, that the wife, the bride, sorry, was saying about uh, the best man and, like, his wife and his pregnant wife. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I, But I, I don't think I would have even have allowed that to have gone on as long as it did. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have waited until the wedding for me to have my breaking point. Like, there were things that were said and things that were already being, you and know. And that's, that's what a lot of people in the comments were saying was, mm-hmm. like. You probably should have stuck up for your wife. Oh well, my god, like, yeah. Text number one. Can I be you can know? you be real with me? Can you so okay, let's say one of your buddies is getting married and his bride is just an absolute nightmare. Do you honestly, do you honestly think that you if she was making texting you and making comments about my pregnant ass being like I mean, we all know that I'm a lot, and I can't imagine how I'm gonna be when I'm pregnant, but would you stick up for me way yes. before? Oh, Definitely. You didn't even hesitate. Of course. I mean, and that's what a lot of people are saying in the comments, too. It's like, well, buddy, what you should have done is, like, the first text she sent you, you know, that's when you confront her. Yeah. And you probably should have confronted your buddy and said, like, what the F? Your wife just sent me this text. Like, this is not cool. Yeah, I don't want to play ball, I, as the as the uh, groom said to him. Like, oh, just play ball. Just just go with it. And that would have been a, a breaking point for me, too. Like, just play ball? Like, I just confronted you about some, like, real problems. Yeah, like, your soon-to-be wife is, yeah. like... And then for him to make a comment, like, please just put up with it, because I have to put up with it. 
till the end of time like that would have been like do you hear yourself talking right now yeah like do you want to be with someone that you are describing like that like (laughs) i'm stuck with them for life please just put up with it like that to me like that's why that's that's such a red flag yeah already like that is not you should not be maybe marrying someone that you feel that way towards (laughs) Yeah. No, I think I think uh I think uh everyone sucks here is a very good. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair. Although yeah. the guy that made the toast less. But he's still he's still up there, but I but less than the rest of the party. Yeah, I would agree. And there are some not the assholes in the comments. Um mm. you know, they kind of made They're mostly making the point of like well, first off, these people should have been exposed. Yeah. Um, and they kind of deserved it, which, you know, is fair. But, you know, eye for an eye isn't necessarily the most mature way to go. Yeah. But also making the point of like, well, if you're in his shoes, like it was it was like an accumulation over time. And like, you know, in that moment, like just before the toast. Yeah. You, you were know, like so disrespected. Yeah. I, I probably honestly. OK, again, when you say it like that, I can almost understand why. I think I would have given them the opportunity prior, would have approached them way before in the text. And I would have been like, hey, this is my issue. And if they were like, okay, okay, like whatever. And they they were good. And then maybe the wedding comes around and it's just like total shit. Then maybe I'm like, well, you know what? I've already talked to them about it. And I've already like made, I've stated my case and they clearly just don't care. They've been, they've just disrespected me even after talking to them. Then I will out them in front of everybody they know and love yeah and it, it kind of seems like you know like just before the toast you know they totally disrespect him and then they're like oh go perform like yeah go, true true like, go now go go tell us how awesome we, we are reviewed and yeah yeah and we've told you awesome to lie about yeah. like and we've told you to make up stories if you need to like to make yeah. it sound good like a scripted oh, toast no never mind you know what i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> he's not the asshole he's not the asshole i'm just there's so many different facets that i just keep like forgetting about that now i'm just like no you know what that's no you know what Put me up there. Put me up. I'm ready to make my toast. I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, you want me to? You want me to give a toast? I'll give you a toast. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, you ready for this toast? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was really good. That was a yeah. really good first one to start out. I'm still trying to find one, so give me like 30 seconds. Okay, so I have one here, and I was browsing, obviously going through to find one, and I had read this, and it has been deemed that they are not the asshole in this situation. But I've just skimmed it really quickly. But my initial takeaway was. And that's because I have a very, I feel like close tie to it. It involves mental health. So of course, I feel like I'm a bit biased in the sense of I'm more understanding to the person going through it. I'm a bit more compassionate, but I'll read it and we'll let kind of everyone else decide. So. Am I the asshole for telling my girlfriend that being depressed is not an excuse for being lazy? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's heavy. That's heavy. That's a spicy title. That's spicy. Okay. I, 29, have always supported my girlfriend, who's 23. We have been together for four years now and lived together for one. 
She has always had anxiety, as well as depression, where some months are worse than others. I have supported her through all of this and understand it is very hard for her. In January, she lost her job due to the current world circumstances. By March, she hit a low point with not eating as much, crying, irritability, typical traits of depression. I have comforted her as much as possible and taken care of everything. However, at the beginning of June, I was allowed back to work, and since then, the house has fallen to shambles. I am too tired by the time I come home to do anything, even cook. Most nights, we order takeout, and on the rare occasion, she makes food. The floors aren't being washed, hoovering isn't being done, laundry is a mountain, and dishes are everywhere. I try to keep on top of it, but with work, it is almost impossible. She is home all day. She lies in bed till late afternoon, watches Netflix, eats bowls of cereal, and naps. That's about it. I've tried to gently coax her to do more, and she says she will get to it, but never does. I finally snapped. Told her I was sick of her doing nothing all day and leaving the housework to me. That if she is here and I am working, she needs to be pulling her weight. She got upset. Said she wants to, but she can never find the motivation. That she is t- she's tired all of the time. I said I understood she was depressed. But it isn't an excuse to do nothing and be lazy. No one likes housework, but I won't take any more excuses about it. She needs to start doing it or leave. Next day, I come home to a clean house and a note from her saying she was sorry and is going to stay with her mother. Her mom helped her clean before they left. I tried calling, but she wouldn't pick up. When I rang the house, her mother answered and had a lot to say. She was furious, telling me how she is struggling and I'm making her worse, that I should be supporting her, not ignoring that she's in a bad place, and so on. I was told my girlfriend had been crying all day in her bedroom and I feel awful. I never wanted to hurt her. I just snapped. I tried to speak to her mother. Or I tried, sorry. I tried to get her mother to give my GF the phone, but she wouldn't speak to me. It feels like a lose-lose situation. On one hand, I know depression results in lack of motivation and cleanliness. On the other, I can't stand to see her home in such chaos. I've never had depression, so I can't say for sure how bad it truly is. That's why I find it more difficult to 100% empathize. Am I the asshole for telling her depression isn't an excuse? Extra info. She has a therapist and talks regularly with them. Her depression is worse since losing her job. Usually she is quite clean and tidy. We don't usually have this issue. She is looking for a job despite depression, etc. I have enough money to support us both in the meantime. That is spicy. Interesting. Um, What's your initial takeaway after... I feel like you're in a very unique situation. I feel like Taylor, maybe a couple years ago, would have maybe had a different view. But I feel like you have come to understand, I think, the intricacies of what depression can look like. Um, So I'm interested. I'm interested to hear what you think. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I it seemed like he had like a fair amount of empathy for his girlfriend. Um, obviously he probably shouldn't have snapped in that way. Um, but I mean, I do think that even if someone is struggling, they should be making the effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like obviously, um, 
you know, if your partner's struggling, you want to help them through that. Um, you don't necessarily want to snap at them. So I would say he's a bit of an asshole in that situation just for snapping. Um, what do you think his reasoning is sound? Well, I think he could have like said it more tactfully. Yeah. Like he could have said, listen, you know, I know that you're going through it. I know you're depressed. I know that makes it difficult for you to have the motivation to get up and do things. However, like you need to be putting in effort or else nothing's Mm going to get better. Mm -hmm. And like, I could really use your help right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like he's somewhat the asshole, but like, uh, I can also understand her, uh, her response to that. Um, you know, obviously snapping at someone who's depressed and probably already feels guilty about the fact that she's not being able to help out. It's not going to make anything better. So, um, approach was not good. Approach was not good, but like, I, I think the, the outcome that he wanted was reasonable, but just the way he went about it was not cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say. <laughs> um, I have a lot to say about that. So my initial takeaway, honestly, is, and he was very honest about, look, I've, I'm not, I've never been depressed, so it's hard for me to understand. And that is, that comes through so clearly in his post because. He says he understands. He says, you know, I'm, I'm, I comfort her. I, I do everything I can. Like I, I support her financially, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it as easy for her as possible to, to go through what she's going through. Um, but she needs to do more. Like, or, or not more. Sorry, but she's home all day. She watches Netflix. She eats food, and then she sleeps. I mean, but it sounds like it. It wasn't just like a couple of days. No, this, no. This happened over like half a year and multiple times of him asking if she could. Yeah. But a bit more. depression is so much more than just, just get up, just get up and, and, and clean. Like, yes, it comes down to motivation and I'm not trying to condone, you know, someone using it as a crutch and someone using it as an excuse to not help. It didn't sound like that's what she was doing though. Like if you're like, oh, I can't help you. I'm so depressed. Like I, I, you know, and I'm using that as an excuse to not help around the house. That's one thing. But to know that she is in therapy, she's going to a therapist. She has lost her job but she's actively looking for work. To me, I just see that as he's actually being quite insensitive because to me, what I've read and even from the little information he provided, I see a girl holding on by a thread, doing the bare minimum of what brings her joy. And that is watching Netflix and eating cereal. (laughs) And I've been there. I'm there right now. Like, you know what I mean? I, I see that as she's probably, no one is happy to be depressed. No one is happy that they have, they feel like they've wasted an entire day and they see the mess around them. Like, okay. so I'm curious, what degree of accountability mm-hmm. can you expect from someone with depression? I think, you know, 
I feel for him because I, I, I also know what an emotional, physical, and mental toll can take on you to be in a relationship with someone who is mentally ill. It's different when you're in a relationship with someone who's mentally ill and isn't actively looking to change anything. And that could be very draining. I think you were very much in the right to have opinions if you're with someone, you're telling them you need to get your mental health looked at by a professional or you need to do something to or you're just going to be stuck in this cycle, right? You need to actively want to get better. And I think that's fair to ask in a relationship. And if someone's not ready to do that, then I think it's fair if you want to walk away from that relationship because you're just not in a position where you can be taking care of somebody. I don't think there's an obligation that someone should ever stay in a relationship if someone refuses to get help. So to me, there's there's two parts to this. One part is, um, are they willing to put in the effort to get better? But the other part of it is more logistical, like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm working pretty hard here to keep us afloat. Like, I, I, I really need you to, like, keep the house in order. Like, I, I, I need that from you. Right. Just as a logistical. Yeah. So thing. if I can say something, what would he do if he was single? He's still working the long days. Who's going to clean and cook for him when he gets home? Nothing would change. I understand having to do it for two people. That's one thing. But do your own laundry. Keep your space But clean. it sounds like he's doing both his and her laundry, his and her dishes. Well, it doesn't sound like actually he's doing anything. He said that he comes home and it's a mess and it's never done. So he, it doesn't sound like he's doing it at all because he's That's saying true. that he doesn't have, he doesn't have the energy. I have been there where you and I have both worked long days and, you know, we just kind of have to, who pulled the short straw? Okay, shit. Well, I'm doing laundry and like, or I'm going to clean the litter box. And it's like, we're doing, you know what I mean? I'm, we're exhausted. All yeah. they want to do is mentally detox from living and just veg on the couch and not do things. Yeah. Well, I guess another aspect of, well, I, I agree. Like yeah. if he was single, then he would obviously just make it work somehow. Yeah. Um, he'd probably be doing like half of what, what he has yeah. to do now. Yeah. But I agree. Um, but expecting your partner, like, well, just because you're home all day, I expect you to keep the house clean. Like that's, that's, you know, again. I can understand that it's like, well, what else are you going to do? You're home all day. Like, but when you're mixing in mental health. For sure. And, and more than one mental health condition, like you, we've got anxiety, we've got depression, which is such a blanket term nowadays that clearly if she's seeing a therapist and she's doing things to try and get better, you know, she's only able to control so much. And I, I, and I know, again, I'm very, I'm very biased because I've been through the mental health journey. I'm going through the mental health journey. I've been in the position of, I feel such large amounts of guilt if totally. I'm not showing up for you, you know what I mean? As your partner and you are notorious for feeding us. <laughs> I, my notorious is an interesting word. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't eat really like and if i do it's like snacking and like not great stuff because that has just been an issue within my mental health my food journey is insane in the membrane and you know i i do feel bad when i don't 
do those things, but I try to make up for it in other ways. I'll clean, I'll do our laundry, I will keep our shit organized. So I try right. to I try but to show she's, up. She's not doing that. Right. But she's also at a very different spot in her mental health than I am. Everyone deals with their mental health differently. Everyone has different um symptoms and ways that they cope. And I have been I've been on both sides. I've been the, I'm so anxious that I'm cleaning every single day to the point of I'm almost not, it's, it's, it's a way for me to not cope with what's going on. It's like, well, if I stop and I'm not doing anything, then I'm forced to think about the thing I don't want to think about. So I'm going to go clean the bathroom top to bottom and it's just going to look like I was really productive today, but really I was just trying to not deal with my shit. Yeah. I want to bring it back to the question of how much accountability can can someone expect from yeah. a partner with depression? Yeah. Like, I feel like cleaning the house is, you know, it can be tiring, obviously. And especially if you're severely depressed, I'm sure it's difficult. But, like, you know, obviously he needs some help from her with these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And so, like, what level of accountability do you think would be reasonable for him to expect in that situation. I think at that point, like asking for help from others is important. Like, so it sounded like, you know, she felt really bad and her mom came and helped her clean the space. Um, which I think, you know, I wish that had happened maybe without the blow up and her feeling probably immense amounts of guilt. Um, and which forced her to, you know, ask her mom to come in help clean but clearly having her come and help was was huge and i think if her mom was so willing to do that in that situation she probably would have been super willing if her daughter had reached out and been like i'm really struggling right now and i could actually really use some help because the one thing that i've noticed is that when you have one big mountain of of a problem dealt with everything else becomes a lot more um well, it becomes easier to tackle and much more easier to approach. So things like if your mom came over and helped you do the laundry and it's like, oh my God, that's all done. Like, it looks great. Like, you know, no clothes on the floor. Like I can actually see the floor now. Like I know, and again, everyone's experiences are different, but I know in those situations when I do one thing, it really does fuel me to want to do more because I love the feeling that it's brought. And even though I'm struggling, And that's the thing that's been, for me at least, when I've struggled, I've really loved having a clean and organized space. And it took me a really long time to get there, though. Like, I I didn't start doing that till recently. Like, the last couple of years, I really took care of my home and my space and wanted to make sure that it didn't reflect what was going on in my head, which was chaos. So again, I, it's hard. It's such a hard thing to, um, to gauge because everyone struggles differently. I think he was fair to feel maybe, you know, stressed and, and like, I'm in this alone right now. And that's, I think a very normal feeling when your partner is dealing with a mental illness is it can be quite isolating for both parties and you can feel like you're doing it all by yourself. Now, when I think about, again, <laughs> this is this is why I, I strongly disagree with the people saying that he's not the asshole. To me, a clean house versus 
you know, fighting each day to live <laughs> seems, you know, like there's two, I'm not saying she was su suicidal, but just knowing that she was super depressed. I mean, I don't know. I, a clean house to me seems minuscule compared to fighting another day and just keeping at it one more day. I've been here for one more day. I'm hoping that tomorrow is better. I'm hoping that a week, next week is better. A month from now is better. Like, I think if she's doing the therapy, she's on the medication, she's doing all the things, or she's or she's going a, a more natural route, whatever, and she's not seeing results, then I think you need to go back to the drawing board and like, I can't allow this to continue the way that it is. But I will bring it back to if you're someone who is not maybe at the point or not ready to start the journey of, of recovering with your mental illness, you can't hold anyone, I guess, uh, accountable if they just don't have the capacity to, to deal with that, especially if you're not willing to get help. I think that's really hard for other people. And yes, you're going through it, but, you know, some people honestly just that's <laughs> that continuation of just worrying about somebody and not knowing what's going to happen is just that also takes toll a toll on the people in your life. So I read that one because I felt like it was so, it was kind of a bit controversial almost like just two very differing, like opinions. I, again, I can see both sides, but I, again, I've said this so many times. I'm so biased that of course I'm more inclined to be, you know, compassionate to yeah. how she's feeling. Yeah. I kind of took to like when you said, you know, maybe she's just trying to live another day. And like, if it's that severe, then how could you expect anyone in that situation to yeah. clean a house? Um, yeah, I guess I, like I was kind of seeing it from the lens of like, for example, we were talking earlier about one that we read um, and, you know, a pregnant wife was like berating his husband and he had made the point, well, you know, she's pregnant, so she's probably going through tons of hormones and this and that and mm. i feel like in most scenarios i i still think that people should be held accountable to some extent and the degree to which they should is like always kind of iffy like if you're pregnant and you're you know going through a lot of hormonal changes how accountable are you for being irritable and snapping at your partner yeah if you're severely depressed how accountable are you for saying you're going to do something and then not doing it yeah so it's kind of hard, right? It's really, really difficult. I think it's... Do you just get like a complete pass or like... I don't know. I don't think so. Again, this is where I'm not, it's kind of... I'm not saying that you should get a complete pass or you shouldn't. It's, no. It's always a spectrum, but... Yeah. It, and that's what I was just going to say. It's a spectrum. I think it's really case by case. You know what I mean? And and how severe is it? And how how reliant are you to use your mental illness as a crutch? Like... Are you using it as an excuse to, you know, just do what you want all day? I mean, again, as someone who has been through the sleeping all day, all night, eating, you know, cereal, shreddies, my go-to, and watching Netflix or watching something that brings me even a little bit of joy. I mean, even during my darkest days, it was PewDiePie just because he's ridiculous. And, you know, just like 
really stupid, dumb videos and, and that would just take me out of whatever you know headspace I was in. And I could imagine that as soon as her partner gets home from work, she probably is like, I haven't done anything. And then that just, you know what I mean? And from the time he's home to when he leaves, there's probably just an immense amount of guilt. And the only time that she is free from that is when she's able to escape during the day. And again, it's hard. But to me, it sounds like she's actively looking for work, you know, trying to get out of the house by trying to find a job. She's speaking to a therapist. She removed herself from the situation. She went to her mom's, which is so sad to me. Like that broke my heart that she like felt so bad that she's like, I'm just going to go to my mom's because like, I don't, I don't want to be a burden. That's what that said to me was, I don't want to be a burden. I mean, I'm sure you could speak to this more than I could, but um, it seems like depression often brings a lot of guilt along with it. Like just like knowing that you can't perform at your best and knowing that like you but knowing aren't. you could and you just can't bring yourself to do it like knowing you have the ability yeah. and you're more than capable and you've done it before and you can't in that moment yeah that was a good one that was a yeah. really good one yeah i thought it was spicy i thought it was pretty good i i don't think I'll, i like i would say that he's probably the asshole yeah just with how it went down yeah um just with how it went down yeah maybe not like um the outcome that he had wanted but yeah definitely snapping was not the mo- the most mature approach for sure yeah some of the questions or some of the comments are really interesting i might just read a couple um depression is a gluttonous beast when it drains the primary victim to a barely functioning husk of a person it gets hungry and starts to feed off the energy of those close to the victim to keep this supply going it manipulates the victim into as you said lose 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 situation so it can stuff itself on the sadness and distress i have it i hate it i live with it but it's the hungriest hungry hippo for psychic stress and it manipulated the perfect situation to not only dig its primary victim deeper, but to chip away at the support system until the main supporter lashes out in built up frustration. This isn't a you versus her cleaning issue as much as it is the issue of having of everyone here, including her therapist from your comments, underestimated the depression. It is far more diabolical than people want to admit because it's honestly terrifying. Since the depression is so strong right now, personifying it can be helpful. It's the third player on the 4D emotional chessboard here, manipulating pieces and moves so it can continue to feast merrily. Practical advice. Follow the other commenter's advice to eat your crow while it's fresh and apologize for snapping. It is unfair for you to carry the whole load indefinitely, but empathy and strategy will serve you better here than being right. Go into this with no expectations beyond being able to give a heartfelt apology and say your piece. If things work out, great, and I wish you both the best together. If not, then that's truly unfortunate, and I wish you both the best on your paths. And I really liked that approach because I feel like it, or that comment, sorry, because I feel like it addressed both sides. I feel like it said you shouldn't have to deal with that indefinitely. 
Yeah, so almost like nobody's the asshole. Yeah, which I agree. I actually agree with that. I would rather say nobody's the asshole here. Right. Because I don't think, other than him just like snapping and kind of being, I think maybe he just got his, let his emotions get to him and, you know, was a bit unreasonable. um, how accountable should he be for, you know, having to deal deal with all that stress for, you know, half a year or however long? And, you know, it sounded like he snapped once, really. Yeah. Like maybe maybe snapped more than once, but from the story it sounded like he snapped once, which is a pretty human thing to do in that kind of scenario. So So this is one of the comments that said, you're not the asshole. Coming from a girl who almost ruined her relationship because of her depression and anxiety, she needs to stop relying on you and gain some independence, and she needs to figure out how to do that on her own. I was relying on my boyfriend the first time we lived together, and I just never got better. We almost broke up, but decided to instead no longer live together and basically start over. I moved into my mom's while I looked for my own place, got a roommate, and I got better. It's not that way for everyone, and it's really hard, but if she's relying on you or anyone else for that matter, then she'll just coast through her depression. Once it becomes a matter of survival, she'll have no choice but to handle it. For me, once I started seeing my accomplishments with zero help, it built my confidence and independence and made me feel better. My boyfriend and I are now happier than ever, um, or sorry, happier than we've ever been in our relationship and are looking forward to our future together. That's an interesting point too, because I'm sure there are lots of very depressed people in this world that, you know, maybe they're single parents and they just need to provide for multiple kids or maybe they're in a situation where they have no other like no other way but to like work every day and you know get a lot done yeah um so yeah the fact that she like is able to sit at home all day and watch netflix is maybe a bad thing um and if you have depression then you're going to tend toward that for sure for sure so that's a good point double-edged sword yeah and then the last one i'll read you're the asshole (laughs) depression isn't some wimpy thing you can yell at someone to get over dealing with depression or caring for someone with depression is no easy task in the slightest but if you care these are the types of challenges you'll have to slowly work through over possibly multiple years i do believe part of that which is there is there's no overnight remedy especially with depression and we don't know what she's going through we don't know what her story is um but I, I very much am a believer in that. Like, I think we'd love to believe that we could, you know, recover in the, within a couple of days and everything changes, but that's just not the reality. Mm. I mean, you know that. <laughs> You've yeah. seen it firsthand. There's I'm so many facets case. to it. It seems like we've we've heard at least one comment from yeah, almost for each every... Side. Yeah, I wanted... I thought it was... I thought it'd be interesting to end it on that. Just, like, to hear some of the common, comments of all different sides i think beautifully bringing together what we were talking about i think the very first one that i read beautifully highlighted both sides yeah but i would say probably was leaning more towards okay depression isn't just like some thing like it's 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 a thing (laughs) it's a big thing yeah you know so anyways i I love that. I think that was a blast. Um, uh, we would love to keep doing that along with some more stuff about our van build and updates on that. I mean, I'm super stoked with uh, some of the partnerships that we've scored, um, which has just been super slow moving because we're going into winter here in Canada and like we just are going to chip away at the build. We're not going to 
feel obligated to get it done in like five minutes like we did with our first build <laughs> um so yeah we're just kind of like taking our sweet time but yeah. it's it's the best approach yeah no more working in minus 30 <laughs> just minus 29 <laughs> yeah when it's like a balmy minus 10 maybe we'll get up there yeah yeah yeah. oh I, I was pushing you to put i wanted to put walls up i said that earlier i'm like i want to put some walls up in there because i just saw um caitlin and ethan from hunter's van life i just saw their van build i was showing you it's unreal unreal it's stunning yeah i was eyeballing that i was eye fucking their photos because it was just can we swear on here i've sworn so much fuck <laughs> Welcome to the party. Oh my god. Did you not hear me? I'm, I'm just like a trucker. So I guess Maybe you're I'm so, just so used, used to, to me. Yeah. yeah. That's probably not a good thing. Anyways, we're not going to keep you here forever, guys. Um, thank you so much if you did tune in. If you didn't, and there's like five people that have listened to this, I will find you. And I'll tell you, please check out my podcast. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> um, we will see you around hopefully soon. This kind of, this felt really good. Yeah. Does it does it feel like I don't know? How do you feel? It feels uh fresh. Wow, you were really struggling to find something. I, I had a couple see. words and I, I you chose went with, with fresh. fresh. I don't know if that was like. Well, we haven't done uh like we haven't done this before. Yeah. You know? Well, this is new, I guess. New yeah. for it's very much the life aspect of yeah. life and van. It'd be nice to do some more of this too. Maybe some Sprinkle other. It in some other subreddits yeah what was the one that we were uh we were originally gonna do we were originally gonna do malicious oh. compliance oh but it's not as opinionated it'll just be some good stories which yeah. might be fun too yeah i think yeah not as not as like commentary based afterwards but let us know what you thought of this let us know if you enjoyed this um i'd be so stoked to do this again but let's let's let the community kind of give us some feedback please be kind emotional <laughs> i'm very sensitive okay we love you and we will see you next time peace